Hi, welcome to the Dr. Lamb Show. I'm Dr. Carrie Lamb, and today we have Wendy Trubeau, MD, MBA. She is a functional medicine gynecologist and very excitingly going to talk to us about her new book, Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, Feel uh, Freaking Amazing. And so we know that women all over the world are dealing with lots of toxins and maybe it comes out as PMS or um, premenopausal symptoms, or they have a lot of hormonal issues going on. And so we would just love to dive down and deep into what Dirty Girl is about. So um, Dr. Trubeau received her MD from Tufts University in 2000 and has been practicing functional medicine since 2009. And she's very passionate about helping women optimize their health and their lives, um, especially women. We are multitaskers at work, at home, um, and in relationships and spirituality, they all matter. So we're so grateful to have you here, Dr. Trubo. Great to be here. Call me Wendy. Hi, <laughs> Wendy. So, Wendy, tell us about how you came to this journey in writing this book. So, it's such a great question. I never, it never stops getting, it never gets old about this question. So, we do functional medicine, and part of that is the toxins. And about two and a half years ago, I really turned my attention to doing the work on myself for the toxins. They had already done all the foundational things. I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free. I dealt with my candida. I dealt with all my nutritional deficiencies. I did all this stuff on myself. But right after I came back from vacation to Paris in 2000, two and a half years ago, my hair started falling out and I gained a whole bunch of weight. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for in my health you know, let me gain yes. nine pounds, said no woman ever, basically. So I, I did all the toxins work on myself because I knew, okay, my gut's good. My adrenals are reasonably good, given that I have four kids and a bunch of, you know, two businesses and employees. My adrenals are in, in as good shape as it could be. And I didn't think it was perimenopause per se, although I'm in the right age range. And so I did the toxins work and I found that I have a whole bunch of toxins. So I have mycotoxins. I had a number of strains of mycotoxins, which are the toxins from mold. I had lead and mercury. I had a number of environmental toxins, including gasoline, fume, exhaust, uh, perchlorate, plastics, you name it. I pretty much had it. And I looked at my husband, who's also my partner. And I said, I am such a dirty girl. <laughs> and then I said to him, oh, that's the book we really need to write because we are the poster children for healthy living. And if I have all this being cognizant and conscious and aware and careful, what does everyone else have if they don't have the, the same kind of background and tools? So we wrote this book so that people could have access to how to do this in their daily lives. How do you do it? How do you get rid of it? How do you even figure out if it might be a problem? You're right. A lot of the women we talk to, maybe they don't have the education. They're not eating good diets. They use a lot of perfume or, or they're microwaving their food in plastics. Right. Ugh. But, but some women don't feel anything maybe until down the line when they hit menopause and some yeah. are even more sensitive. They start having, even at a young age, you know, adolescents start having PMS or um, pain with their periods or um, endometriosis or even gut issues. And they don't know yeah. why. Right. And then yeah. they have gone through and changed their diet, like you said, and 
but still something else is irritating their system, I like to say. So what are some uh, examples of toxins that people are consuming uh, daily mm -hmm. and they don't even know about it? You've already hit on a couple. So glyphosate is a herbicide used worldwide. It's the most commonly used substance on, on crops. And it not only is a cancer promoting agent, according to the world health organization, but it's also a disruptor of the microbiome, which is critical for proper hormone balance, especially for women. So that's one. And that's in foods that have been treated. Most of the grains, actually, ironically, and disappointingly, all of the chickpeas in the United States, even organic are contaminated with glyphosate, which is, I get this question a lot, like, what am I going to do? And I said, well, pick your battles, right? You know, maybe you eat the, eat the hummus, but make sure you do some extra detox. So that's one. Uh, people are exposed if they're living in houses that were born, built before 1978, there's potentially lead in the paint. So that's they're getting a toxin exposure there. There are everyday toxins from all the body products that we use. Those are, there's a lot of endocrine disruptors. And then one that you also mentioned was microwaving and plastic, which is my personal hotspot of don't put food in plastic. I'm okay. If you drink a cold liquid in plastic, as long as you put the cold liquid in and it didn't arrive to you on a truck, but if you're going to microwave, don't put it in plastic because that releases more chemicals into your food that you're eating and their endocrine disruptors. And for women, that then leads to that cascade of all those things you mentioned around PMS, breast tenderness, hormonal irregularities, heavy periods, irregular periods, endometriosis, you name it. Mm. And how can um, people who are listening kind of tune into their bodies and see how these uh, chemicals are affecting them? Oh, it's such a great question, right? So I think part of the challenge is even recognizing that something's not great because it's not, I had a pretty clear switch that I gained nine pounds and my hair fell out. And that was what we tracked back to a lead exposure because we were in Paris right after the Notre Dame tower burned and all this lead was released into the air and we slogged through it. So I had a pretty clear exposure, but that was like flicking a switch. It's not usually like that. It's usually like, God, I don't have as much energy as I used to, or have a couple more pounds than I used to, or I'm not sleeping as well, or oh, I had the worst period over the last few months, or my boobs hurt. So it creeps up on us. And so the most important thing is to take stock and go, do I feel amazing? And if the answer is no, then the question is, what could be causing that? And are there any low-hanging fruits to impact or does it need a bigger overhaul? And I mean, you do functional medicine. So that's like what you do in the practice of it is sleuthing it out. Mm. And, and so what is, um, what is a personal evaluation? Um, and how can the people who read your book, how do they know what to cut out or do they do it entirely cold turkey or gradually? Okay. So let's take that systematically. How, I think, I really feel that this journey is best done with the trained professionals because no person is an island and it's so easy to get overwhelmed and sidetracked and off track. And I think it's, we all need support. So my first recommendation is don't go it alone, go see a functional medicine provider or an integrative nutritionist or something, someone who can get you on your path. That's one. And then the second part is 
how do people address this? And you really hit on that there's lots of ways you can make change in your life and it has to be attainable and sustainable. So first you have to figure out, are you someone who does well with small changes? Like if you need to change your diet, do you do you just need to master breakfast and then go on to lunch and dinner? Or are you someone who needs to wipe the whole slate clean and convert your entire diet overnight, throw everything out? You have to figure out who you are and what resonates for you. And then some people, you give them a plan and they're great. You say, great, come back and talk to me in three months. And some people, you give them a plan and a week later, they're like, I need help. And so you then have to figure out, are you someone who works better independently or are you someone who works better in collaboration? And then when you figure out whether you're a fell swoop or an incremental change and a on your own or coaching person, that's going to figure out your quadrant and how you approach change. So when you've figured yourself out, you know, cause you have to honor it. You can't give the person who needs slow change, a full diet makeover, or they're going to fail and they won't win. And then they're not inspired and empowered. So in the book, what we look at is sort of category by category. It's designed, you could read the book and go, okay, I'm going to overhaul my life. That's about not filling the pump. So don't get exposed to all these things. And then the next part of it is getting the diagnosis of what's still in your body now that you're no longer putting it in and how do you get it out? So there's sort of two parts. So the book's designed to walk you through, okay, here's your water and here's your food and here's your makeup and here's your, here's what you're sitting on and the bed you're sleeping on and the air quality. So it works, walks you through all of those. You can go as fast or as slow as you like. You don't have to do it all at once. Yeah. I definitely agree that um, each person is different. And so having a, someone walk it through with you, a, pro, a functional provider or someone who is understanding a coach uh, of your sensitivities, right? Because yeah. I definitely have had people who crash if they detox too quickly. Oh, you yeah. have to definitely go very slow and slow. And if you don't know what to do, you know, you you walk with your provider and you have someone answering your questions along the way because you can get you can get really wrapped up on in all the little details, but big picture is find someone who can help you, right? Um, yeah. Along with this detoxing um, and lifestyle changes that you're going to be making. Yeah, you make a great point that you think about however old you are when you start this process, you didn't get those toxins overnight. And most of the time, it's better to do something gently and slowly. So it, it, the, the goal isn't to torture you. The goal is to make you feel better. So how do we make you feel reasonably good. I mean, it's fatiguing to do detox. It's tiring, but there's going to become a point where you get used to it and then you feel better. So that's really critical not to do it too fast. Right. And you kind of brought up also that you have steps, right? So if a woman is using cosmetics, what can they, what can they do? Or what, um, do you have a resource for the list? of things that are bad or things to stay away from? I look at it the other way as opposed to because the list of things to stay away from is so long. You know, I started this process and I went, okay, let's look at my makeup that I had at the time. And I started going by what's this product? What's this ingredient? And then I would go look it up. And after two ingredients, I was like, this is not a good use of my time. And this is very overwhelming. So I flipped the conversation. Instead of looking at what to avoid, I look at 
what are good sources and and what we recommend is use the environmental working group ewg.org because they've really done the research they're the data hogs and it's wonderful because they've gone through what's safe what's not safe mm -hmm. and have rated everything so you can plug in what are you using and the odds are good that they've reviewed it mm -hmm. so i aim for products that have the environmental working group seal of approval and they often display it it's a green I don't know. It's a green, beautiful logo on their products. And yeah. so if you see that, you know, okay, this has been vetted by a group that I trust. Mm. How about that app? Um, Think Dirty. Yep. yep. I have that too. So that's another great resource. Think Dirty and the EWG. Yeah. Are there certain, you know, um, companies that you like to use or that, you know, for sure are, are safe? Cause some of the things that we think are safe are not safe. <laughs> so I, Tend the for product specific. Yeah. So I, I really go by EWG, but so I really like beauty counter for makeup. Um, and then I'm trying to think I'm so not brand conscious. I'm trying to think what else do I use? That's a brand. So mm -hmm. I, now I'm thinking there's uh, a lotion. God, I've totally blanked. Um, do you use, um, I know sometimes that the honest company, yep. honest, good. um, Myers for cleaning supplies, Aspen cleaning, mm -hmm. um, clove, clove, I think also has a whole line of cleaning supplies that are clean. Okay. So there's a number of companies, right? Cause these all can be disrupting and you don't even know it. Laundry detergents. Yes. Soaps. Yep. Yeah. Not only cosmetics, uh, and water bottles, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. And so how would you go about um, detoxing somebody? Yeah, great question. So the first is to stop. I call it filling the pump. Stop filling the pump. So for example, I did my, env my environmental toxins report and my toxins from gasoline fume additives were super high and, it, and you get it through inhaling the fumes. And I said to my husband, okay, I think I'm going to stop pumping my own gas. And he said to me, well, that costs more. And I said, well, we're going to have to pick our battles here because we're either going to pay at the pump for me not to pump it, or we're going to pay when I get demented and need full-time care. I kind of want to go for option one. And he was like, okay, when you put it that way, that's a reasonable sort of approach. So the first is figure out the things that you've got exposure to and stop exposing. So for some people, that might mean taking out their mercury fillings or, I mean, you live in California and sushi's big, right? So, but the high mercury fish in sushi can get you toxic. I mean, Jeremy Piven was toxic like 15 years ago from eating sushi. So stop filling the pump up with things that are toxic. Mm -hmm. But to do that, you have to first figure out what are you toxic for? So you have to do the testing and then stop exposing and then bump up detox ability. So improve your liver function, make sure phase one and phase two are in good shape. Make sure you're either a good methylator or getting methylated B vitamins, sweat, 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 sweat. Everyone tells me like a badge of honor. I don't even have to use deodorant. I don't sweat. I'm like, that's bad. You <laughs> need to sweat. I don't want you to be stinky, but you gotta sweat. It's good. Mm -hmm. And sweating is exercise. Also Epsom salt baths are great. Sauna, uh, electric blankets, anything that gets the body moving. 
and then things that specifically can bind to the toxins depending on what they are. So glutathione, NAC, things for metals like DMSA, EDTA, DMPS, anything that, that binds to what you're trying to get and gets rid of it. So I usually recommend doing that with a provider, not alone. You can overshoot, especially if you're doing metals, because unless you're just using like parsley and cilantro, you can overshoot and pull out your minerals and nutrients. So we don't want to do that. Right. So that's really good. And going step-by-step because you might have one, you might have all, and it's not just one or the other, right? I definitely had a, I had a friend who ate maybe a can or two cans of tuna a day and he started losing his hearing. And I was like, uh, you have a lot of mercury in you and you definitely need to get that out. Right. So it's, it's, you have to be careful about your intake. Like you said, stop the intake, um, and then pull it out slowly and gently. And, um, tell us about your experience about, um, detox reactions. Oh yeah. So, uh, you can, if you go too fast, too hard, you can react and it spans the gamut. So the most common reaction I see is fatigue that people feel like a truck ran over them. And I experienced it in the first round of metals removal that I did. I was like, I could barely lift my head up after eight 30 at night. And I used to, I was going to bed and after six weeks it lifted but fatigue is a huge one people can notice. And then sometimes things get worse before they get better. And so when you stir the pot and start getting rid of the toxins, sometimes the symptoms get worse. So you could notice a little bit of increased hair loss. If hair loss is your Achilles heel, you can notice that your gut's more irritable. If that's your Achilles heel, sometimes you can respond to the treatment with gut irritability because it's meant to put the bound toxins in your gut and that's irritating. Um, you can have nausea, you can have headaches, you can have pretty much any symptom. The most common ones I would say are fatigue, abdominal irritation, hair loss, nausea, not usually vomiting, but headaches or dizziness. And those should get better. And if they don't, then it means that the treatment's too strong and you want to back it down. Cause again, the goal is not to torture you. The goal is to help you. I love that principle that, Hey, if this is overwhelming you, you have to listen to your body and yes. don't just push through like trying to be superwoman, Right. It, because it can actually make you worse. Um, you can yeah. detox too much and actually crash. So listen to your body and learn to back down if needed, but yeah. obviously with uh, healthcare sur- providers um, help. I mean, I think that's such a huge thing to say is, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm always the push through it person. And I want to just clean that one thing up or finish that one email or get it done. And it's such a disservice, A, to me and B, to my children who I'm role modeling that you have to get things done even when you don't feel well. And, and so the, the last few years, as I've looked at this, I've really started to try to model, what do I want my children to do? because I want my kids to rest when they're tired, not push through. Certainly there's a deadline you might need to meet, but most of the time it's not a deadline. It's a self-imposed deadline. And so as women, how do we take a step back and say, okay, you know what? This can wait. No one's going to die. Yes, exactly. Um, Learning not to put put society pressure on ourselves because over time that stress will lead to more fatigue um, as you stress out your 
uh, your what we call our NEM stress response and neuroendometabolic. And then your adrenals and your hormones, they all get affected and your immune system. So that's that's very true. So what would you say are the most important tips that your readers can take from the book and immediately start applying if they get it? So I, I really believe in the foundational behaviors as the first starting point. So get enough sleep every night that goes back to don't push through, take care of your body, move your body regularly, sweat. Don't worry about things that you can't change. Look for ways that you can take power back. And what I mean by that is especially the last few years, people have felt very powerless. And, and I hear a lot of questions like, what if, what if I get this illness or what if I lose my house or what if I lose my job? And my response is, that's not a question that empowers you. Change your question so that the response you get allows your brain to start working on an answer. Meaning, instead of asking, what if I lose my job? Say, what are the steps I need to take so I don't lose my job? And then what are the behaviors I would take if I did lose my job? And the reason I recommend that is it changes the brain to be action-oriented instead of oriented towards being victimized. Because when it's what if, you don't have any control over it. So those are the foundational things. You know, So reducing stress, getting enough sleep, um, eating food that's ideally unprocessed, whole, clean, if possible, organic meat that's grass-fed, grass-finished. Those things make a difference. That's the platform, right? That can be huge. Even saying to someone, hey, going to bed at one in the morning is unhealthy for you. Let's address that because it can't help you until you stop tanking your adrenals. You, we really need to get your adrenals cared for because they're little quivering puddles on the floor. Let's get them boosted and then we can start dealing with the rest. So dealing with gut health. Um, other things around detox, I would say, try to eat organic fruits and vegetables because you want to avoid the pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides they've been sprayed with. That would be a low hanging fruit as far as I would be concerned. Uh, if you can't do 100% organic, I would go buy the Environmental Working Group has the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So that can be your guide of what to avoid and what to focus on. And then uh, for people who are doing construction, if it's an older house, don't be around it when you tear it down and don't live in it while you're doing the construction because you're getting exposed to lead potentially. And if you've got fillings that are relatively new and you have a mercury issue, I'd consider getting those out, but that's also best done with a biologic dentist and within the setting of a, of a proper safety control, I would say. So that's really great tips, Wendy. Thank you so much. So if people wanted to find you, where would they be able to go? There's a bunch of ways we're on Instagram, five journeys, health. We're on Twitter, Five Journeys. We're on Facebook, Five Journeys. And our website is fivejourneys.com. And the five is spelled out on the website. And also, Carrie, I don't think I mentioned that we have a, a special gift for your listeners that anyone who tunes in can get, a, for a limited time, a free copy of the book because we really want to get the word out and get people healthy. So we ask that you pay the shipping, but they can get a free copy of Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, look great, feel freaking amazing. If they go to fivejourneys.com forward slash free book, and that will get them into the section that's hidden, that'll get the free book. Yeah, 
Oh, that's really awesome. Thanks for that. Hopefully yeah. all the listeners get on that free gift. And uh, we're so thankful that you're here to teach us about detoxing and how to do it safely. Wendy, um, welcome to our Dr. Lamb show. And we hope that if you've liked it, make sure you like, subscribe and share with everyone who you think really needs to hear this. And we hope to see you next week. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.